0: Where we have been gets us to where we are, but then it's up to us as to where we want to go. And the clothing that you have that can present you to the world the way that you wanna be seen and the way that you want people to perceive you will take you where you wanna go.
1: Hey there, it's Michelle and welcome back to the show. If you want to learn how to look and feel your best every day and to feel confident in your clothes, you're going to love today's conversation. Joining us is style expert, George Brescia, who's the author of Change Your Clothes, Change Your Life Because You're Worth It. George has appeared on NBC's Today Show, and his other television includes doing regular red carpet commentary and fashion and trend reporting for CBS, ABC, NBC, and Fox. As Playbill.com's best-dressed columnist, he covered the Tony Awards in several seasons, Broadway openings, and galas. George's award-winning web series, Dress Up, featured George working with Broadway's top stars, preparing them for their opening nights and premieres. George has also appeared on NPR's Marketplace, as well as other regional television. Now, George is currently the brand ambassador for Logo by Laurie Goldstein on the QVC Network, and his background includes 25 years working closely with top fashion leaders Ralph Lauren, Donna Karen and Tommy Hilfiger. He's also a top tier New York City based stylist and image consultant with clients ranging from A list celebrities to everyday men and women looking to improve their appearance and gain confidence. I'm really looking forward to sharing this fun and informative interview where George shares his best tips with us today. And all of the show notes can be found over at TheGoodLifeCoach.com forward slash one zero three. So let's get into the show. Welcome, George. Hi, how are you? I am so thrilled you are here today. I loved your book, Change Your Clothes, Change Your Life Because You're Worth It. It felt like being talked to by a really close friend who really cares about how you feel about yourself. So there was a lot of warmth in the book and I really appreciated Uh, that.
0: I'm so glad. That was definitely the intent. And I love it when people say that. It makes me feel so good because that's really what this whole book is about. You know, It's really about being connected to yourself and taking the time every day to figure out what you want to say to the world by what you're putting on your body and how you look. So it's really not Frivolous or pretentious, or there's nothing shallow about it. It's actually very deep (laughs) because the fact is, we do have to put on clothes every day. You know, we're not allowed to run around naked, you know. And so, I think so many women and men, but this book really focuses on women, I think find it challenging to do on an everyday basis. And so, when the stakes are higher, they pull it together. And even then, sometimes. You know, it's like, oh, why does she look so much cuter than me? You know, why why do I look like the schlunky mom all the time? Like, you know, why can't I find a cute cocktail dress like that? Or, you know, why do I... So I then give, in the book, all of the tips and tricks that I've learned throughout the years from dressing film and television actresses to be on camera or red carpets or auditions, how to present themselves.
1: Totally. And that's what I loved about it because you have dressed the celebrities, the Broadway stars, but then you said just, you know, the moms that like every every woman that the show's primarily for women, but you do obviously style men too. But I'm curious, it's always fun to hear like how did your love of fashion begin? You know, take us into your story a little bit.
0: Well, you know, my mom had a clothing store when I was growing up in West Hartford, Connecticut. And so she had always been involved in retail. So I had always been around fashion and Style and my mom also had me at a very young age. So I had like a very cool young mom Um, and she had me when she was 16 So I had a really great young mom and so like, you know, she would involve me in it and it really turned me on to that and I really had a a, a love of fashion, you know from a really early age and so and presents that she would get both me and my brother would be like, you know, like a really cool shirt, you know, and mm. um, or like a cool sweater. And she, she sort of like really introduced us to that. So that's really kind of where it came from, I would say. Mm,
1: I love that. And, you know, it's interesting because you said it's not about being frivolous. I mean, the truth is, like you said, we have to get dressed every day anyway. So how do we make it more about A representation of who we are and I feel like you really touch upon that in the book Um, you write in the book. This is not about style or fashion. I repeat. This is a book not about style or fashion Can you talk about what that differentiation you wanted to invite your readers to understand about How this book can serve them because I feel like that was an invitation To not be intimidated by what you were gonna connect them to in this book
0: You know because the thing is is that you know style fashion can be very um fluid and kind of vapid right it changes all the time you know we're wearing skirts that are this short we're wearing wide leg pants we're wearing skinny pants we're wearing low-rise jeans we're wearing high high high-waisted jeans like you know trends will come and go but you are here to stay and so what i have always been the most interested in no matter who i'm dressing is how do you look in these clothes? What's going to look the best on you? I don't really care about the trends because if you don't look great in low-waisted jeans because maybe you know, you're know you a rounder shape and you're a little bit more of a plus-size girl, I'm not going to try and squeeze you into low-waisted jeans and make you feel horrible so what i want to do is i want to dress the body that you're in and make you feel fabulous so it's like i don't really care where you've been i take you where you want to go Mm -hmm. that's what that really means to me it's like what are your best features you know like what are your biggest assets physically and how can we expand on that versus okay let's start with your challenges and like make you feel bad you know i've spoken to so many people in the business show business. And the first thing they say to me is, Oh my God, I, I just, I love working with you because it's so different. Like normally if I'm with a costume designer, you know, the first thing they'll say is like, what are we going to do about that pear shape? Or what are we going to do about those, you know, really narrow shoulders? Or what are we going to do about like, how do we fix that? And it's like, so you're starting from a place of like negativity where I would say, Oh my God, you have amazing arms. Like we Mm. need to show your arms Mm. or like, You have like great long legs, like let's show your legs. Like I have women that, you know, might be a larger size, you know, a twelve or fourteen, but they have fabulous legs. So we do like short dresses that are a little bit looser and show off their legs and they feel fabulous, you know? So that's what that's what that means to me.
1: I love it. I love it. And so it's important for women, I think, to feel their best and they want to. But I think sometimes women don't know where to start and then we end up wearing like 20% of our closet, 80% of the time. What is that? I mean, what is that? Why do we do that, George? And how do we start?
0: I know. I always say that your closet is like the window to your soul. And every time I dress someone for the first time and, you know, depending upon where they live or if I go to travel to where they live, first thing we do is go through their closet because that tells me so much about how you see yourself and kind of like, What we're dealing with. And I think that the reason that we wear only 20% of our closet is because it's like women know how to get really dressed up or clean the house or go to the gym or throw on sweatpants. But all that in between, you know, it's like layering like a cool jacket with a sweater and a jean and a boot and, you know, a fabulous bag. Like, oh my God, how do I do that? How does that all work together? Like, I don't understand. So what they end up doing is they find something that they feel comfortable putting together and they just wear that over and over and over again. And it's like 20% of their closet, which is not to say that you can't necessarily, some women want to find a uniform, right? And they want to say, I don't care. I'm wearing blazers with jeans and boots. And then I just put different tops underneath and that's my look. And I think that's cool, but -hmm. let's get the blazer that looks really good on you Mm -hmm. with the good fitting jeans. Let's get the right color of, you know, blazer and underpinning. Let's figure out like what the best is on you. And if you're not wearing your whole closet, then we should talk about that because clients that I have, you know, that I've had for a long time, they'll have like a full closet of our work together. And it's so funny. They're like, oh my God, I love my George closet because they wear all of their clothes, Because once you know what colors you look good in Mm -hmm. and what silhouettes are really flattering on you, then you are more specific and you have a better point of view and shopping becomes very different and then you can use your whole closet. But when you're just kind of walking in the dark, you're kind of like, why did I buy that skirt? I hate it. Why did I buy that sweater? I have no idea. And what I see over and over and over again, which I think is hilarious, (laughs) is that these women, you know, they, there's like all of this in-home shopping, these these groups, these companies that do that. And these women sell the clothes out of their own home and they have um, the women come over and they make appointments and then they do these parties. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times I have gotten, that's what we get rid of out of their closet is the clothes that they've gotten because it's just like, Oh, I just was supporting my friend. You know, I really love her. I hate this top. I don't know why I got it. There was just nothing else. I didn't know what to do. And I just wanted to support her. And it's like, okay, we don't want to do that, you know, like, because it's just wasted money. Like you're just not wearing it and you don't know what to do with it. And so like, I try and take all of that guesswork out of it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what we need. So do you recommend that you, before you go shopping, you start in your closet first?
0: Yeah. So whether you are working with me or, you know, and I do like a lot of virtual stuff with people, but like, or you're working by yourself and you want to like clean out your closet What I always say, and I talk about this in the book, is go through your closet and start to pull out the things that you get compliments on. Mm. You know, because like, what's going on? Like, what color is that? What's that silhouette? Like, I'll have people say to me, you know, I got this sweater at Target, but every time I wear it, I just get so many compliments on it. Like, Mm. and it was like, you know, really inexpensive. And I'll say, okay, well, let's look at the color. Okay, so it's turquoise and you have beautiful blue eyes. So obviously it's popping your eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, and oh, it's really good against your skin. Oh, and it fits you really well. Okay, that's why. So does that mean that they need to go out and have a closet full of turquoise? No, it just means that that's one of the colors that they look good in, you know, and so, and maybe that this particular silhouette is really flattering on them. So you start to go through and see the things that you get compliments on and start to evaluate them and that will give you a place to start of maybe your color palette silhouettes that look good on you. So it's like a great place to start, you know, and then you have to think about too, like, so what's your life? You know, what do you do? Where do you go? Like what's happening? Like, obviously right now we're all in house, you know, and (laughs) we're doing zoom calls like you and I are doing today that will turn into a podcast. So we're just seeing the top half of each other, but you know, even that, you know, the cutest little t-shirt, the best silhouette, like a great neckline, you know, and you look great today, by the way. Thank you. But once we're out and about, and and we still are out and about because we, a lot of us, you know, we're still going grocery shopping. We're still bumping into people. We're still, you know, taking walks. We're still, you know, some of us, right. We're, we're, we're out a little bit. So you still want to have the clothes that make you feel and, and, and look great and really like say to the world what you want to. I mean, That's really where it comes from. You know, it's like people will say, well, how did you think about this? Like what, like, where does this all come from? And what really happened was, yes, I've had a career in fashion. I worked with Tommy Hilfiger as a vice president there. I worked at Ralph Lauren for years. I was at Donna Karen, you know, like I worked with celebrities and I still do. So like, yes, yes to all that, but it's all kind of a bunch of bull too. Like, who cares? So where it really came from was I was dressing people for auditions. And what I realized was that when these girls were going into the room for the producers and directors and choreographers and whatever, and everybody was sitting behind the table in 30 seconds, there would be like an evaluation of her Mm. for this part. Is she the lawyer on The Good Wife? Does she look like that kind of woman? Is that, is she the character? Like whatever. So I realized like, while we don't want to go in in costume for these interviews, we kind of want to speak to what the role is. So in other words, so if you're going in for a corporate lawyer, you're not walking in like in a flowy long boho dress with boots and a big wide belt, right? And a bunch of like chains. Cause it's like, okay, well I'm not buying that you're a lawyer. Like a lawyer would never, you know, are there lawyers dress like that? Yeah, but that's not the point. It's more of like what, you know, you're saying. So, you know, maybe you're wearing just like a little pencil skirt with, you know a great heel and a beautiful little blouse so it's not that you're in a suit necessarily but you're just kind of speaking to what that is that's what happens in life right you do it i do it you walk down the street you see somebody mm-hmm. and you're like oh that's what that person is in your head you make a story in your head especially when you meet someone for the first time you're like you this is where they live this is what like you put the whole thing together based on what you're seeing and a lot of times you're totally off the mark. But Mm -hmm. you can't blame you for what you thought because that's what you saw. Mm -hmm. So I wrote this book because I want you to win at this game Mm -hmm. because that's really what it is. So that's the other thing. I love it when people say to me, like, I'll do these talks, you know, for women. And I love it. There's always a woman in the audience. She stands up and she'll say, I don't care what other women think of me. I dress the way I want to. I have my own style. And I think it's very you know, shallow that we're talking about like all of this and how to dress and how to look. And I said to her, and I will always say to her, it's not about them. It's about you. And if you feel good and it's working for you and you're being perceived the way that you want to be perceived by everyone and you feel good in all situations, then dress the way you're dressing. You got it. You got it. You got it together, girl. God bless. But if you feel bad, And you don't understand why people aren't, you know, seeing you the way that you want to be seen or why you didn't get the job or, you know, why, you know, people think that, you know, you're A, B, C, D, E, F, G, then we have to take a look at what you're presenting Mm -hmm. and we want it to match up. So yeah, there's like very obvious circumstances, right? Where people will say to me, you know, I'm like working in this company and I'm up for this promotion and I want them to think of me like an executive. Then I'm like, well, girl, you got to look like an executive. Totally. You got to help them because no one has imagination. It's true. Do you know? It's true. And they don't in real life either. So people are so literal. It's like ridiculous. Like they see someone in an outfit and they think, oh, that's what that person must be. And it's like, well, did you talk to him? Did you get to know him? No, no. That's what I saw. You know, that's, I'm making up my mind. I mean, here's the thing too. We're getting ready for a presidential election, right? Such as it is. and. Do you, you have to know that there is hours and hours and hours of conversation about what shirt, what tie, what jacket, Kamala Harris, like what she's wearing, like hours of conversation, Mm. (laughs) how they're going to be perceived. It's the same thing in real life. And it's because on that level, they understand that people are going to be watching and they're going to be perceiving them in a certain way and they want to make sure that the candidate is being seen in that way and it's the same thing like I said in some of these businesses like show business and you know and or if you're doing anything where you're going to be you know giving a speech or whatever you're doing but in real life too like you know for for like the most mundane things like maybe you just moved to a new town and you're starting mm-hmm. a carpool and you're meeting all the new moms and you want to make like a statement of like I'm a cool mom who's really warm and sweet and nice. And I want people, as opposed to like, you know, because people do, they just, it, it happens and we all do it. Mm-hmm. So that's really where I'm coming from. I hope that makes sense.
1: It totally does. And you you talk about in your book in the beginning, you start off like, what does this say? What does this right. say? What I'm putting right. on? I loved that. And I think it's true. It's interesting. I remember when I, I headed up marketing for a law firm and I had to give a talk and I always wore a suit or whatever, but I was really focused and it was like a business casual Friday. And one of the women's like, why are you dressed like more professionally today? I'm like, cause I'm speaking in front of all the partners. And so I don't usually do that. And so I need to present because, and I gave her that stat that's in your book that the research shows people make a flash judgment about you within like the first 10 seconds of seeing you. So that's even right. though these people saw me every day, that's I wanted nice. to convey and. A particular vibe I would I needed to know what I was saying, and, and so, yeah, please
0: no you, no, you keep going
1: no, no, I don't even no, go ahead, please
0: no, because you're right, you wanted to give that vibe, you wanted to be seen that way that day for that presentation, and so it was very smart of you and very astute and very present to your life, which is great, and I'm sure that you got the reaction that you wanted to, and the thing is, you know it's like. People can talk all day long about what they want, what they want, what they want. They wish people were this. They wish people were that. It's just human nature. Mm -hmm. We look at something and we make a story about it. We do it with people's homes. We do it with people's cars. We do it with the way people dress. Like, that's what we do. It's just Mm -hmm. like, it's the way that we are perceived, the reality that we're seeing. And so what I love, yeah, it's like, what does this say? Because it is saying something. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, it is saying something. And totally. if you don't think that it does, you are sadly mistaken. Yeah. And you can go and go and go and wish and hope, but I'm here to tell you that your clothes are talking. So you better make sure they're saying what you want them to say. And like another great like visual example would be, you know, let's talk about like the the cocktail dress, the little black dress, right? Mm-hmm how many different little black dresses are there that say different things? There's the long sleeve crew neck, little shift dress, right? That you wear the pearls with and like a little heel that says something. Mm -hmm. Then you have like maybe, you know, the sleeveless, low V, flowy chiffon, little sexy, that says something else. That's a little black dress. Mm -hmm. Then maybe you have like you know, the one shoulder, you know, asymmetrical black dress that's got like a little peplum that says something else. It's like, what black dress am I going to wear? And what do I want to say with it? And that's why people could have like four or five of them in their closet. And each one says a different thing. And you're going to wear each one to a different kind of event. Why? Why is that? Because each event calls for a different kind of look that you want to say. And so That's what this whole book is about. That's what life is. And what I love is that when you become present to that on a daily basis, first of all, especially now, it's just about self-care, right? Mm -hmm. So what that means is like you're connecting to yourself. Like in order for you to take the time to say, okay, what am I wearing today? How do I want to feel? What do I want to say? That means you have to stop, connect to yourself, love yourself, and give yourself that experience of like, putting something on that's going to make you feel a certain way for that day. That's self-connection. When you don't do it and you go for three or four days, a lot of people can relate to this during this, you know, a time, this pandemic where they say, Oh, I just, you know, I have, I've been wearing sweats for the last you know, month. I, you know, every other day, maybe wash my hair, but I haven't, whatever. And then they like, do put on something. I feel so much better. Why? Well, because you've connected to yourself and took some time for yourself that day. And let me tell you something. I get it. Like women, it's so hard. Like I understand. I really do your mothers, your daughters, your wives, your sisters, you're taking care of the kids, you're taking care of the husband, you're homeschooling, you're trying to feel good about yourself. I mean, it's just like, oh my God, it's just overwhelming for women. I really think it is. I don't know. I'm amazed at what women endure in life, really. So when they have that part of their life together where they feel really good about the clothes in their closet and what their look is and you know it just it makes life so much easier for them because they feel like I don't have to think about it I know I look good I know I've got the clothes in the closet that do what I want them to do I've got all different kinds of things that really sort of help in all the different parts of my life my work my play my you know and this is great as opposed to the women that are like I just always feel less than because I never feel like I look right. This is the compliment that you wanna hear. You wanna hear, oh my God, you look amazing in that sweater. Versus, I love your sweater. If it doesn't look good on you, it's like, who cares? No one. What does it look like on you? That's the compliment, because that means you look really good in it. And by the way, when someone tells you that, go buy it in like five colors. And that's what a lot of people do too. Women will look in the mirror and they're like, oh, and sometimes they don't know why, but they're like, oh, this looks really good. Okay, I get it. And then it's like, what other colors does it come in? (laughs) Which is smart.
1: Well, I love that you equated it to self-care because that is kind of what I took away from the book. But also, it is a level of self-care because... I think women can be hard on themselves. You talk about, you know, what dressing the women in Broadway, they're not you, but the other one's picking apart, like, what are we going to do about, you know, those arms or whatever? Whereas women, sadly, a lot of times are doing that to themselves. But if they could take the time to say, well, what features, like you said, what features do I like about myself? And how can I dress for that and have fun and make it more of a play thing and give to themselves? Because it's true, how you dress impacts how you feel about yourself too. And so, what are, if you had to say three basics all women should have in their closet, what would they be?
0: A great fitting pair of jeans. And that's usually where women start to tremble when you say jeans or denim, because they're like, oh, like they freak <laughs> out. But there's so much great technology and so much of the denim now has stretch in it. But you really want a fabulous pair of you know jeans that fit you. Amazing. Don't get them too big. Don't get them too small. Don't get them too short. Make sure they fit you within an inch of your life. And, and usually women will do too big or like too short or like, it's just like they're ill fitting. So you want them to fit you really well. So I would say a fabulous pair of jeans Mm -hmm. and obviously, you know, depending upon the time of year, but three things in their closet, I would say like a really cool jacket, some Mm -hmm. sort of jacket that's got like a style to it? Is it a little moto jacket? Is it a short little blazer? Is it like a long duster? Like just a cool jacket that you can always throw on with your jeans or whatever that just instantly gives it style, hmm. you know, and that usually would require it to have something going on. So like I said, maybe it's a little moto jacket that could be in any material. Maybe it's like faux leather, or maybe it's, you know, suede or maybe it's um, cotton, but that style just is very cool and you'll feel very cool in it and it will fit your body really well. So, jeans, a cool little jacket, whether it's moto, a little blazer, a little duster, whatever, but like a cool jacket. Mm-hmm. And then, depending upon, you know, the time of year, I mean, we're going into fall. And even though I know like on the West Coast, obviously it doesn't get nearly as cold as it does here, it's still, you, it does get a little cooler. So, mm-hmm. I would say like a cool pair of boots you know, like a little short booty that's comfortable and looks cool either in black or brown. So it's a neutral so that it goes with everything. And if you think about those three items, A, it's an outfit right there, right? Like your jeans, the little jacket, the little booty, and you're throwing on maybe a t-shirt or like a little blouse or whatever it is. And all those three things put together as an outfit. But then if you take those and put them with other things, the booty's is going to make a skirt look fabulous, whether it's long or a dress or tights, you know, leggings and a long top and whatever the jacket you're going to throw over a dress or, or with a skirt or mm-hmm. with a jumpsuit or whatever it is, or sweats or whatever out walking, it's still going to be cool. Right. So that makes something look cool. And of course, denim is just a must have with everything. Like you wear it, you know, all the time. I mean, denim is like, it's no longer seen as casual. I think it's just like, it's just everywhere. It's so important to have that. So those would be the three things that I would say.
1: Do you have favorite designers or stores or is that kind of a loaded question? Oh, good. Picking three things that you should have in your closet. That was a tough question. Well, I figured that because, okay, I will say everyone should read the book because I was taking notes when I read it. I was like, oh yeah, you go through everything we need. And I was like, totally, totally, totally.
0: Designers and stores. Well, here's the thing. I think that you know it's when someone asks me that i will i just want to be totally transparent and say it, it definitely depends on where i am in my life right now and kind of like what i've been working with because companies kind of can sometimes come and go but having said that personally i grew up at Ralph Lauren and so i've always but Ralph Lauren's expensive so i would say that you know um and that's obviously a very classic look and that's a thing with designers you know i feel like they all have their own looks. So to answer that question is, is, is a little challenging just because, I mean, I have my own that I respond to and that, yeah. that, that George likes, but I will say this. I just want to mention this because I'm really excited about it right now or I wouldn't be doing it. So I uh, was living in New York for years and I just moved to um, Pennsylvania near Westchester because I have a gig with QVC and I'm working with a brand called Logo by Lori Goldstein. And what I love about this brand, because I'm their brand ambassador, and what I love about the brand is, you know, Lori is a woman designing for a woman. So Mm -hmm. she really gets a woman's body, right? Mm -hmm. And so many things that she makes, she's made because she wanted them for herself, because she knew what she was missing or what she couldn't find anywhere. And what I love about this line, especially now with where we are, given this pandemic, we're really wearing like cozy casual clothes, right? A lot of loungewear. Mm-hmm. And she does all of these really great fabrics that are so soft and so cozy, cotton modal, rayon span, where it feels like pajamas but the silhouettes are so cool because it's like an asymmetrical bottom or it's got like, a, you know, a cool ruffle on it. She places like all of the seams and stuff in a way that is so flattering to a woman's body, like each thing is so flattering she always says you know anything goes with everything and so which is true and and her line is designed that way but what's really cool about it i've also styled it in a way that's a very classic too like i can make it classic and i love that so i'm just really loving this logo by lori goldstein on qvc so i'm loving that and i do love stores like i i love a good club monaco because i think the price points are good i think that you can find but you can also find things at target You know, I think that's very cool. And I think that there's websites if you're younger and a little bit more sexy. There's Lulu's website, um, which is, you know, um, based in California, in LA. It's a little sexier, a little bit more. um, They've got all the latest trends. Very, very inexpensive. And the cool thing about Lulu's is that there's a lot of vegan clothing Mm. So if you're vegan and you don't want to wear like real leather or, you know, things that you feel like are bad for the environment, it's fabulous because Lulu has like vegan shoes and vegan leather jackets and leather leggings. It's it's very cool. Mm. And my own personal, like what designers do I, you know, I love, like I said, I love Ralph Lauren. I love Michael Kors collection. You know, I like Tom Brown. I think is very cool, I like for myself, and I think the women 's stuff is very cool. I also love um, Isabel moran super expensive but fabulous, you know mm-hmm. if you're splurging, um, but she also does collaborations sometimes with you know like inexpensive stores so that's so that's something to watch out for, and even like Rebecca minkoff, you know I think has cool stuff there's just a lot of you know now with all of this technology and all of the things that are available to people, there's just so many wonderful clothing designers to choose from and stores to choose from and online. So you really have lots of options.
1: Totally. And I think what you said before, knowing how you like to style yourself kind of then directs you to a certain, like when you mentioned like Rav Lauren and Michael Kors, I, I really, in Club Monaco, I love those stores, but there's certain ones that I probably wouldn't too because it's more frilly or whatever, and flowy, and that doesn't look good on me, or at least it doesn't feel like me. And that's right. part of what we're talking about. It's like feeling like you. Yes. Right? It's like to really yes. feel like yourself. Like I feel most at home in a sheath dress and palms, which is like, so not California. So that's actually leading me to my next question. How oh, do you dress for your environment when it's changed? Okay. So it could be going from corporate to stay at home mom, or like me, it could be East coast, to West coast,
0: You have to alter it just a little bit. Like in other words, so if you've moved from the East Coast to the West Coast, okay, first of all, we have a different temperature. So that and that's gonna tell us right away we're gonna need different kinds of clothes because we're not gonna be wearing like all our heavy, heavy clothes that we were wearing before in the winter. So it's like, okay, what am I how am I dealing with that? And then keeping within the style of you are. So like again, for like a woman who's kind of conservative but still wants like a little bit of flair and a little bit of fun being a stylist, I would say, okay, so have you ever heard of Jay McLaughlin? Like, I don't know, like maybe that's a good store for you because maybe you are going to wear like their leopard jeans and like, you know, like a little t-shirt and a flat, and then just like, you know, throw on a cardigan over that. So it's still kind of classic, but it's got a little flair happening. So you have to say, I'm now in this new environment. I kind of see like, you know, what the lay of the land is, like what these girls are doing. I don't care what they're doing, but like, how do I want to fit into this? And what am I going to wear that's going to sort of allow me to keep my style, but like change a little bit based on this new surroundings? First of all, climate, A, and B, lifestyle. Like I'm no longer, you know, working on Wall Street in a major city. Now I'm on the West coast and everything is just a little bit more relaxed. So how am I going to achieve that? You know, and even ask yourself that, see, a lot of women won't even do that. They're just like, well, I'm here now. and I don't know what to do. Like, well, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. You know, like you have to ask yourself these questions and I have to say, I think one of the biggest tools other than me for something like this or a stylist can be Pinterest. You know, Mm -hmm. because you can go to the search engine in Pinterest and you can say casual looks for a weekend and see what comes up, you know, or how do I wear a big scarf with a blazer and jeans, or, you know, how do I dress up denim jeans, or how do I wear pumps with jeans, or how do I wear long skirts with, you know, big tops and belt it, like anything you want to know how to do. Mm -hmm. And see, that's the whole thing. Like, if you just take the time to ask yourself, what do I want to say? What do I want to do? In that moment, you've already started to get a direction hmm. because you're taking the time versus like just throwing something on and figuring it out and like, oh, I don't know, I'm just going to throw this on and then feeling horrible, you know, totally. that that's the difference for me.
1: Totally. And there was an example in the book that I loved and I can't remember what job the woman had, but she had transitioned. I don't know if it was corporate to mom, but she was showing, I don't know if she was a realtor. I'm trying to remember now.
0: I think it was the woman who called me up and she was dating this guy. She had already been married. He had been married. He had kids. She was an entrepreneur. And she was just like, his daughters were like really fashion girls. And she just felt horrible all the time because she just didn't know what to do. And so she called me and she's like, I've got to figure out and 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 she was supposed to be giving like these presentations for clients and stuff and she just didn't feel like she was presenting herself in a way that she wanted to, you know, both in her personal life with this guy and his family and also like her business. So I went to her house and we were going through her closet and we were taking things out and it was like Eddie Bauer jackets mm-hmm. and Eddie Bauer pants and Eddie Bauer skirts. And Eddie Bauer suits. So, and when, you know, know, when you think of Eddie Bauer, you think about camping and you think about like outdoors and right. So I said to her, I don't understand what's going on. Like, are you a professional camp counselor with Eddie Bauer? Like what? like, what's happening? Like you have everything in your closets, Eddie Bauer, and it has nothing to do with you or anything you're doing. Like what I don't, what's she goes. Well, when I get out of the subway at night and I walk home down the block, I passed by this Eddie Bauer store and I said, walk the other way. Oh,
1: how Like,
0: (laughs) are you kidding me? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And so like, we put together this whole look for her. By the way, and that's the other thing. When I do that, it's not like I turn the dial 360 degrees. I literally turn it like five degrees to the left, five degrees to the right. It's still you. It's just your best you. Anyway, we put this whole thing together. Well, of course, you know, she ended up marrying this guy. I did her wedding dress. Her business like tripled, like because she had clothes that she felt really good in. There was a variety in her wardrobe. So I, you know, like I figured out with her, like it's always a partnership when I do it too. It's never, I'm never just coming in and saying, wear this, do that, do that. I don't do that because that is like one of those makeovers that you see on a morning talk show that never sticks. And then if you look at the woman like three months later, She's back to what she looked like because mm-hmm. she couldn't grasp wasn't what her. you did. Yeah. And it wasn't her. Yeah. Exactly. You've yeah. got to work with like who and what they are. And the thing is, it has to be the truth mm-hmm. because you're not fooling anybody. So you really have to get honest with yourself. I'm telling you, clothing is deep.
1: <laughs> I love it, that. Say more about just, that. Yeah.
0: Well, it is. Clothing is deep deep it's because it's such a reflection of like how do we feel about ourselves and what's going on in our lives and like you know when we're not connecting to ourselves we just don't care and we're just throwing a t-shirt and anything on because we just we don't care but when we're connected to ourselves and we're feeling good and our confidence is up then we are taking the time to figure out like how we're going to dress and what we're going to do. You have to feel good about yourself to do that. And when you're not doing it, to me, that is like a warning light. Like, uh uh-oh, what's going on? I'm not feeling so good. I'm not feeling great about myself. Like, what do I need to do here? So I say, use that as a warning light to say, okay, slow the train down. Let's get into the closet. Let's figure out what's happening. How can we get your closet? to the clothes that are gonna make you feel good when you put them on.
1: Totally, and you've talked about something in the book, but then throughout this conversation about color, I love that you have a whole section dedicated to color because it is so critical. Like you mentioned the woman with the turquoise sweater that had the blue eyes and she wasn't even aware that it was just making her eyes pop more. So how can we play with color and figure out what looks good on us? Because there's always the trends and sometimes it's like this mustard yellow now, which probably doesn't look good on most people. Um, But, you know, maybe you could wear it for your pants instead of your top, but how do you figure out like what? Uh,
0: There's two, I'll answer answer that in in two ways. In general, a lot of women out there will be listening and they'll say, oh, I remember when my mother did color me beautiful and people told her or me that I was a spring and she was a winter, my sister's a fall, you know, and those colors that, and there's a lot of truth to that. I have taken it and make it, a little bit more modern. And where it comes from is you have your skin tone, Mm -hmm. you have your eye color, and you have your hair color. And there are colors that you can wear that illuminate all of that and make you look really good, really rested, really healthy, just illuminate you. And there are colors that work against it and can really wash you out and make you look not as good so that's what you have to work with that's a very basic general way of saying it and where it comes from what you can do is ladies you can watch television and notice what these women are wearing and how they are illuminated look and see what their eye color is and then see what blouse they put the the stylist has put them in or the costume designer you know, um, and start to pay attention to that. And that's really where it all comes from. And I break this down in my book and I do it in a very general way. Now, listen, does it mean that when I say this, that you can't wear the colors that aren't included in your skin tone, eye color and and hair color type that I I differentiate? No, it just means that there are better colors than others for you. So for example, a brunette, you know, dark hair, dark eyes, dark skin, better in jewel tones. Does it mean that a blonde can't wear jewel tones? No, it just means that it could be a lot of color for her. And it depends on what jewel tone it is. But generally, dark skinned you know, brunettes look better in jewel tones. Blondes can really wear pastels. Mm. you know, all of those like soft frosty colors. Mm. And they're like, Oh, doesn't this wash me out? No, the dead opposite, because your skin is so light. You don't really have defined features unless you're wearing makeup and your light hair. So all of those lighter pastels look really pretty on you. And then some women will say to me, I feel like a little girl, you know, like my mother used to dress me up in soft pink. Well, okay. Soft pink says something, but maybe you wear soft pink with navy. You know what I mean? And, and make it stronger. So there's all kinds of caveats to this. Redheads, it sounds like, you know, cliche, but they look better in all of those autumn colors, the burnt orange, the camels, the wheats, the topes, sand, all those great colors, just because it really pulls that red hair out and it looks fabulous. And, and blondes and redheads, I say, wear navy. And then the brunettes and African-American women can wear black. Most women have tons of black in their closet. And ladies, I am here to tell you, unless it's the right tone for you, if you want to look old and tired, then wear black. It's just not for everybody. And most women think that it is for everybody. And most women think that it's slimming. So you have to find out like if you're better, depending upon what your coloring is, if you're better in black or you're better in navy. You know, it depends. And the other thing is with women that really factor into this, of course, is hair and makeup. Because maybe you're not a natural brunette, you uh, and you've lightened your hair, so that can come into play a little bit. And the thing that gets tricky about that, but your skin tone was designed for a different hair color, so you have to be careful with that. And that's a whole... Hair and makeup is like a whole nother podcast interview. <laughs> totally. Do you know what I mean? Um, totally. And then I will just say that silver-haired women... You ladies um, look really good in like all the silvery grays and the lavenders and purples and uh, to pull out that silver in your hair, you know, and that looks really, really pretty. So just remember skin tone, hair color, eye color. You want to try and get the, the color palette that will illuminate that and accentuate it and, and make you what we could say pop a little bit.
1: Okay. I love it. And let's just talk briefly about accessories because they make an outfit, don't they?
0: They do. I think you have to be really careful with accessories because accessories speak too. So what I always say, again, for your skin tone, and a lot of women will, you know, they like to get on me about this, but it's just that brunettes, because there's a, can be like a lot of blue in their skin, you know, silver looks better than gold. Blondes, redheads, um, because of the gold in their skin, gold looks really good. Does it mean that you can't mix up? No, you can. It's just, that's what I have found. Um, And right now we're mixing so many metals anyway. It's like, you know, but but that's my opinion. And I just think you have to be careful with accessories because you don't want to over-accessorize because you don't want, again, you never want to look like something is wearing you. You want to wear it. And so like, if you're doing like, you know, like the big statement necklace, plus the earrings, plus the headband and the bag, it's just a lot. So you have to figure out what does this say you look in the mirror you'll see it And remember that, you know, the kind of jewelry to it says something like a statement necklace Like something that's bigger more powerful You probably want to wear that on something that's like a little bit more quiet like a solid versus a print So you can see it and have that be a statement, you know, if you're wearing like a lot of turquoise, right you love turquoise but you're mixing it with denim and like, you know, Well, that starts to say something, right? Aren't you getting, I can tell ladies, you're probably all getting a vision in your head, turquoise, denim, Navajo. Like it starts to create like this whole like look, right? And so and so when, and also when you say pearls and, you know, and navy cashmere and, you know, that starts to say something to you too. Do you see? So imagine that's what people see when they see you. So think about your accessories like that. Like, how can I sort of, put the period at the end of this sentence of this outfit I have on today with an accessory. And sometimes if you're wearing something super simple, a really cool accessory, a headband, a bunch of you know, bracelets can really make it pop too. So that's something to know. You know. Mm-hmm. There's just endless possibilities with accessories
1: investment pieces? I know, you know, we're not going to spend people's money, but if there were a piece you were going to invest in, is it a purse? Is it the shoe? Like what, what, what are your thoughts? Is it the jacket?
0: You know, I feel like it depends when
1: you're really young,
0: you know, and you're in your twenties and your thirties and, you know, you can wear like, and you still can do it as you get older. You can wear like very inexpensive clothes because you're like, Probably your best size. You're like working out, whatever, and so you can and and like the inexpensive clothes. They just it doesn't matter because you know it's just like you're at that prime age. I think what I have found is like as women get older, sometimes you need to invest a little bit more in clothing because you want to see that quality and you want to feel that quality on your skin. So I say you have to figure out like what your life is and kind of like what what it's going to fit in. But here are some. Guidelines, you know. I think it's always great to invest in a beautiful bag because a beautiful handbag can make, bring up any outfit. A gorgeous pair of shoes, you know, that can bring anything up. Because, like, right, we call it the high-low. So, if you're wearing like the ripped or not even ripped, but like distressed jeans and a little sweater, but you have on like a fabulous shoe and a great bag, you look amazing, right? Sometimes it's great to invest in having like a really beautiful cocktail dress that can go for all in a dark color that can go from parties to, you know, unfortunately, you know, funerals or things like that. But you have like a, just a beautiful dressy, wonderful dress that can take you to all the different occasions that you may have in your life. So that's something to invest in. And then it depends on like what your passion is. Like if you love Like a fabulous leather jacket, you know, maybe that's an investment because, in order to get one that's going to be supple and feels cozy and nice, in you know, like whether it's vegan or not, it can be a little bit more expensive. So, here's what I'll say about investment pieces if you go to a store and you put on, whether it's a jacket, a dress, a pant, a skirt, a belt, a bag, or whatever and you look in the mirror, and you know that it looks amazing, and you feel incredible in it, then I would say, go for the splurge and invest in it. Because you see it in the mirror, you know it's saying what you want to say, you love it, and you deserve it, you know, because you are worth it. I also think that the more timeless something is, the better investment it's going to be because you're not going to feel like, oh my God, well, people are just wearing this anymore. So if it's going to be an investment, it should be something that you love. It should be incredible quality and it should have some sort of timeless element to it. Something that is a little bit more classic that will just be forever.
1: I could ask you a million more questions but I just but I just I'm wondering and this might be not a tricky one because there's so much wisdom in your book and even in what you've shared today but if there was like one because you talk about that clothes can change your life if there was one life changing tip about a woman changing her clothes to change her life what what would you want to leave the women listening with
0: I said this earlier in our chat today and so I think I would reiterate That when I dress people, I don't focus on or care really where you have been. I take you where you want to go. And so, what I would say to all of you ladies out there is you know, where we have been gets us to where we are, but then it's up to us as to where we want to go. And the clothing that you have that can present you to the world the way that you want to be seen and the way that you want people to perceive you will take you where you want to go. So think about clothing that way. It's where am I going? Not where have I been? Where do I want to go? How am I going forward? Where is my life taking me? Let me have the clothes and all of the things in my closet to take me there.
1: What a beautiful way to end. George, is there, um, <laughs> can you direct us to where we can learn more about your work and your book?
0: You know what? It's so easy. So it's my name, George Brescia, B R E S C I A. That's all my social media. It's my website. It's my Instagram. It's my Facebook. It's my Twitter. And that's how you can find me or get me, just George Brescia. And you can see me on Instagram. You can see my website. You can Facebook me, whatever you'd like.
1: Love it. Thank you for your time. It's such a pleasure and been so fun. I love talking fashion. So, this was a blast. Thank you. This
0: is so fun. Thank you.
1: Thanks as always for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with a friend. Now, I have one favor to ask. If you've benefited from any of the episodes that you've listened to, would you be kind enough to subscribe and rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player? It's how I know what's resonating with you and it helps other women find the show. Thanks as always for tuning in and I look forward to reconnecting with you next Wednesday. Bye for now.